Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Destiny Church. Hallelujah. Hey, let's all stand today. Let's all stand. Is there, okay, God, need a favor. Do me a favor right now. There might be some people out in the foyer. So, you ever been at a fair when they said, hey, how do you draw a crowd? You know what they do is they just get a bunch of cheering going on. So, all right, so this is what I want everybody to do. On a count of three, we're going to cheer really loud and they're going to wonder, what's going on in there, right? Is everybody ready? Is everybody ready? All right, Catherine, we're going to cheer really loud and get their attention out there. Ready? One, two, three. Hallelujah! All right. Yes, we're going to praise God today. We're going to praise Him today. Let's see. Let's do this right now. I just want to close your eyes and focus on God. Just, just shut out everything right now. Shut out everything that's going on. What's going on this week? Doesn't matter right now. What went on last week doesn't matter right now. That can be a big one. What went on yesterday doesn't matter right now. All it is is a focus on mighty God. All it is right now is a focus on the Lord. A focus on His goodness. A focus on His majesty. A focus on His kingdom. Every other kingdom is under His kingdom today. In this place, we declare... Everything is under his kingdom. Just be praying right now. Do me a favor. Let's pray over this room. His kingdom come. His will be done. God, we commit this room to you. God, we commit this day to you. Everything for your glory. Everything for your glory. Everything you can right now to focus.
is God's word. Can you just tell him yes? You know what would fall off our lives if we would just look at him in the face and say, yes, I believe you, God. I believe every word you spoke. I believe everything you said you are. I believe everything you say about me.
This is Jesus. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and familiar with suffering. He was familiar with suffering. That's your high priest. Like one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. And we esteemed him not. Surely he took up our infirmities and carried our sorrows. He already carried it to the cross. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! So if we decide to still carry it, as a child of God, it's illegal. It has no right there. Jesus carried it. Jesus took it on himself. Consider him stricken by God, smitten by him and afflicted. But he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was upon him. His punishment gives us peace. Receive that this morning. And by his wounds.
it's just perfect blood. He bought us with a price. applied right now. Oh, the blood applied right now. Right now. Where you need it, the blood applied right now in the name of Jesus.
they know how to fight. And when they do life like this, whoo, good luck, enemy. This is powerful. This is powerful. I challenge you to go find a place where students and children are leading worship. I challenge you. Because that's the future. This is now. Ah. You don't even know. I'm, I'm a proud, proud, proud papa right now. Come on. Oh. And, and I need a break. I don't know about you all, but I wasn't prepared for that. We, we need to sign up to the gym. Have our worship workout on Sunday morning. Come on. Woo. Man, do me a favor. Here's what we're going to do. Get some water. Uh, life safety, get some AEDs. We might need a little shock action up in here. Say hello to somebody you ain't seen in a bit. Come on. Let's stay.
Check, check, check. Hello. Check, 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 check. Check, 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 check. Reddit. Check, check. All righty. We're almost, oh, there we are. Wow. Welcome now. Okay, all right. Um, all righty. Welcome to Destiny Church. Welcome to Destiny Family, I should say. This is a family. Um, you know, and in family, you know how your family talks to you, right? They're a little stern. Sit down. No, I'm just kidding. All right. Um, hey, listen, uh, this is a time in our service where we uh, give and we continue to worship with our giving, right? Um, you know, I am, uh, I'm so proud of these students, so proud of these students. Um, you know, they're awesome and amazing and, and smart and funny. Um, I mean, I smack them in the head sometimes and no, I don't, but I, I threaten them. I threaten them. Um, but, you know, they're, they're just awesome. They're awesome. I love every single one of them. Um, and you know what? I love that they're leading the way. They're leading the way. You know, they're like the Caleb and Joshua, you know? Like Brother Rick preached on Caleb. You know, they're like, hey, we can do it. We can do it. And it's our job to decide who we're going to be. It's our job to decide if we're going to be like Joshua and Caleb or if we're going to be like the other ten. That say, we can't do it. It's too much. It's too big. That land, we can't possess it. There's giants in that land. But these students, they're ready. These students are saying, hey, we're like the Joshua and Caleb generation. We're ready to go to war. Are you willing to go into war with us? Are you willing to help us through it? And so I'm thankful. But also, you know, they, not only do they lead in worship, but they're also leading the way in giving. These students, every Wednesday night, they get ready, and they, uh, they give. This morning, one of our students, she's like, hey, Pastor Kevin, check it out. I, I, I filled out my envelope for tithing. You know, excited to give. You know, I've never had an adult do that to me before. <laughs> I've never had an adult give me, like, you know, come with their giving envelope, like, look, I'm about to give. Um, but my students are. They're excited. They want to give to God everything, all of them. So this morning, I want to encourage you to worship, continue worshiping with your giving. No, this is a love offering, and we get to do this. We get to give to God, right? We get to do it. And so if God's blessed you, and if God is moving in your heart to give, then I want you to give an offering. But give it with all your heart. Give it with, with all your heart to God. So do me a favor, raise your hand. We're going to pray. And I've been doing this every week as much as possible. But we're not going to just give like every other church around here. I could probably hit 10 in the, in the you know, quarter mile radius. Probably hit 10 churches, right? But we're not going to just give like we're going to give. Okay, we've done. We're done. Amen. Here's my $10. Okay? Right now, I want you to prepare your hearts. We're going. You're going to close your eyes. And right now, I want you to imagine you are presenting this offering, this gift, this money to God. Not to us, not to the church, not to Pastor DJ, Pastor Kevin. No, this is to God. Come on, let's, let's pray. God, we just thank you for allowing us the opportunity to be able to give this morning. God, thank you for blessing us richly, God. God, we choose right now to bless you, God. 
whether they have the money in their hand or not, or they gave online or they gave through text, whatever it is, God, right now, they present to you their offering, God. I present to you my offering and my, and my giving, God. And I just ask, Father, that you would bless it, God, and that you would receive it, Father, like a, just an amazing fragrance, God. Would you receive this, Father? Receive our gift, Father, uh, just as you received Abel's gift, Father. Would you receive our gift this morning in Jesus' mighty name? And everybody said amen. amen. I love you guys. Let's get ready to give. something a little more peppy when we give because giving's a celebration I, I don't think I'm giving it's more like I gotta give I want, I want, I want some, some pep in this step I want to run up and give man we don't be crawling up here begging Lord get me through the giving <laughs> oh, it's okay we'll get that Oh, how y'all doing man oh man Kevin just reminded me that, that I had to take all this in as a picture to see all the, the kids and students so when there's holes in the wall, then I can't complain. I'm going I'm to start building that into the budget, Kevin, just so you know. If worship wrecks this place, then we'll build it. <laughs> that's what that's all about. So come on, man. I'm glad you're all here this morning. Come on. I'm DJ and my wife, Jules. We love you guys. And uh uh, if it's your first time here, welcome to the family. Let's give a shout out to everybody watching online. We love you guys. Come on. Man, it's just a, what a good morning. What a good morning. Um, man. Whew. I, uh, okay. I think I'm still catching my breath, but uh, I'm just overwhelmed by seeing what God's been promising that, that, that's coming true. So, um, man, his promises are yes and amen. And we're starting to see the fruit of that produce and what's happening and it's been it's been some some labor and it's been some some seeding and some harvesting and some plowing and all that stuff but man you start seeing the fruit come to the top it's all it's all good so i'm gonna try not to get emotional love you all love those kids come on man anyway if you're new here um <laughs> we'll get you a connect card fill that out <laughs> let us know that you're here been back for the first time or whatever we, we can't we want to reach out if you want to pray for you give you information about the church but really pray for you so uh, get one of those if you don't leave without if you don't have one on you go out in the foyer we'll get you one from the, the big wooden desk out there but please fill that out so i can reach out to you and talk to you that's important um, if you want more information about the church download the app so download the app it gives you all the update information uh, we'll push notifications we'll tell you what's going on if something cancels we'll let you know if we're starting up something we'll let you know all the small groups are going to be on there all kinds of great ways to get plugged into the church will be right there. Um, don't forget our next steps. Look, our next steps is going on every single week. Uh, this is our discipleship process. So you look up here. Um, today we had marriage and finances. So Jules and I taught that. So we had um, a couple couples in there, which was awesome. Um, and, and a single guy in there, which is even better because he's preparing for that. 
He said, well, how do I prepare, prepare my heart, prepare my finances to walk into marriage? And what's that supposed to look like when we're there? So that was pretty powerful. Next week, uh, Billy and Donna, uh, they're going to be teaching spiritual warfare for your family. So that's powerful. So we'll be back in the annex, which is that um, the trailer attached to the church. So over there at 9 o'clock in the morning, that's, that's going to be powerful. So I uh, hope to see everybody over there. Uh, if you don't know where that is, we'll show you today because it's rally day for small groups. Come on, we're excited. What that means is when service ends today, you're going to walk next door and go talk to people and see what kind of groups are available for you to get plugged into. Okay, I'm not saying you win anything for signing up for my group, but God, guns, and gravy, I want the biggest attendance. I'm just letting you know. I'm feeding you. We're shooting guns. And it's men only. Come on. It's like a men's group. I know all the women that shoot are like, really? Look. Look. We'll find time, but... Come on out. Let's do this together. So uh, sign up today. There's a lot of great things going on over there. Uh, and because of that, so you know, Tuesday at the table, which is usually our midweek service, we are canceling those until after small groups. Because I want people getting involved in the homes and getting plugged in with families. So Tuesday at the table will not be happening until the end of small groups. Then it will start back up again so we have a continuous teaching um, throughout the time. But right now I don't need it because we have teaching in the homes. We have teaching in the church. Okay, so don't come out here on a Tuesday looking for Tuesday at the table. Now, if somebody hosts a small group on Tuesday, and they call it Tuesday at the table, and they come out here and eat, then you can show up. <laughs> that one's up there. If I see a hand raise up, you got it. Okay. Mike, you going to do it? I got to come get you? Yeah. <laughs> I love you, Mike. Come on. Come on. Michael, volunteer for anything. <laughs> got a servant's heart, brother. I love you. Man, so here's, here's what I love. Next week is our baptism week. Um, so we're going to do baptism again next week. Now, I know I have some people here. I'm working on this. I have a couple people that want to get baptized that can't get in the tank. Okay, so I'm doing my job, and, my, and I'm working that out. Okay, I'm trying to figure out how I can get a smaller, lower tank in so we can do baptisms. If I can't get it next week, then I promise I'll do it the next month. Uh, we're going to find a way. Uh, we already have it picked out in the summertime because we have somebody with a pool. Now, I'll take you down to the creek if you want, but it's a little cold still. All right, there we got one. <laughs> now, so here's the thing. If you're interested in getting baptized next week, please let us know. Sign up online, call the, call the office, whatever you have to do. Get a hold of us so we know, so we can get the tank prepared and get everything set up um, so we can make sure we have it ready for you guys next week. And I want you to be praying about this because Heart for the House is coming up April 10th. So I'm giving you some time to pray about this. This is a, uh, when we do heart for the house, God gives us a vision. And to accelerate that vision, it takes giving. Okay, and it's stuff beyond the budget. So it's stuff that God's laid on my heart about the church and where we need to go, what we need to do. And up to this point, we've been really raising to buy the church, and we did. Okay, so, which is great. So now since we own the church, right, and, and now we're, we're owners, we have to take care of it. So there's a lot of things, and I'll be getting a list out to everybody. So pray about it. Look, this is not for everybody. If you feel like God's been blessing you and you want to give to that, you give to that. Don't feel, you know, anything. If you can't, you can't. Uh, this is not a twist your arm. This is if God puts it on your heart, you give to that, and then we'll be able to do uh, things like we want to do. We want to paint, do some painting outside and redo the building and some things like that, get our parking lot finished and do some other things. Uh, inside with worship. I'm excited. So I'm just putting all the numbers together so I can show you uh, the actual cost so we can say this is what we want and this is where we want to go. And you get to help me accelerate that vision by doing that. So uh, that's enough about that. I'm ready to get into, get into the word. You guys ready for the word? Yeah. Come on, Father. 
We love you, Lord, and we thank you. So, Father, right now I ask you to just touch my heart. Father, speak to me. Let everything that comes out of my mouth today be all of you and none of me. Father, let it just land on our hearts and our minds. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Man, I, I lost my water. I'm going to need one. Here you go. I just wanted to see you, baby. Toss it. I got it. Oh, I ought to got a new one. He says, I'm not going to throw anything at you in front of everybody. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. So, look, we have been in a... Um, uh, relationship series called Connected, and it hasn't always, it's not all about marriage, it's not all about family, it's not all about church, um, but we have been in this. Last week, if you missed it, we, we were talking about uh, relationship with our kids and how that looks, about making sure our kids understand their identity and who they are, all right, so they can operate freely in their gifts and their talents and not be pressured by the world on what they should do, and we shouldn't pressure them as parents to do what we want them to do. Right, it's, it's what God has put inside of them. So if you missed that, go watch it. I'm not going to rehash it, but, man, it was powerful. I believe God wants to move through that, uh, and that's going to be good. So that was last week, but this week he's kind of um, changed things up on me. I'm still in this. But you know, I had time this week. My wife was up with the grandbaby, uh, hanging out with the grandbaby this week. Um, so I had some extra time where I could just sit in my chair and put on worship music and read the word and just sit there. And when I just read the word for fun, it's different. Like, like they're studying the word, and they're just reading the word. And we can just sit down and read the word without going, all right, Lord, um, I, I need something. Give me something for somebody, but just read it. And he started showing me things, and I always go to John. John's my favorite book in the Bible. Um, so I went to the Gospel of John. I was reading through it and reading through it. And, man, he just started speaking to me, and I was like, ah, I never saw that before, Lord, but I, I need to share that. And I said, well, that means i got to get out of our series. And he said, no, 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 no. I'm going to show you how it's going to connect. I said, perfect, because connection is what it's all about. So I'm definitely, uh, this word I'm going to give this morning, you've probably heard the scripture a thousand times. Um, but I believe God will give you a word for a different situation, a different season and a different situation. And, and he'll, he'll give you the same word for a different season for a different reason. Okay, so I think, I think that's how that one's going to work. Okay, so you'll get something new from it every time you read That's how I was. I've read this a million times, and I was like, man, Lord, that is so good. Um, so we're going to go to that. Uh, but I want to share with you first, you know, kind of how this ties in. Uh, because we've been talking about getting connected, uh, talking about staying connected, and I love it. It's checked up there this week that we need to get connected to God. And we've shared that numerous times throughout all the other stuff we're talking about, that, that he's the foundation. Um, but, man, are you truly connected to him? Are you, are you truly weaved in with him? Are, are, do you know your identity? Do you understand who you are? Do you understand who he is? Do you bear the image of Christ? So I want to be talking to you today about being connected to the vine, being connected to the vine. And this is important. And then it reminded me this morning before I came in, I pulled this out of my barn because what that was, uh, what it started as, was a vine. And when we moved into our house, and I, if you can't see it, I'll just, this is pretty solid, okay? When we moved into our house like eight, nine years ago, we realized that the people that owned it before, who they're, they're pastors, which is pretty awesome, um, that we got to continue that, not knowing, but we did. Um, 
But they had these vines, and these vines overtook everything. But what I loved about the house is that the vines grew up the side of the house. So, man, it was all green all the time. The vines were all over the place. But they also all over the flower beds. They were over everything, over the trees. Like they went up the trees, and I'm like, these vines are so pretty, I didn't want to get rid of them. In fact, when I got rid of the vines, it took everything I had to dig them up, to plow them up. To, I mean, you, I literally had to do a ton of work because they kept growing back because that's the power of the vine. The power of the vine will keep growing. And what I loved about these vines is this started out as just a little tiny green piece of grass and if you ever try to break a vine they don't break too easy it's pretty solid and it grew around a tree so this actually was one of the trees uh, that went down at my house a couple years ago in the storm and when we cut it up this just fell off from it when it was dead so we cut it and it died and then as I was moving logs around it fell off and it's solid and I thought that is pretty cool so he started showing me that that my vine um, and the vine that was wrapped around these trees it didn't start that thick, it didn't start that solid, but because it grew on it and because it lasted on it, because it was never removed and you just, it was so focused on that tree that it grew stronger and stronger and stronger. And that vine went all the way up the tree. That was, it completely encircled the tree all the way up. And, and what it is, it protected it. It protected it. Like any storm that came through, this was added strength. In fact, when we tried to cut the trees down, they wouldn't come down because the vines were holding them up. I was like, man, that'll preach. Because <laughs> we know who the vine is. And we know how much we need a vine in our life. And we know that when we start leaning and tipping and falling, that the vine is right there to pick us up. And that's kind of where we're going this morning. And he showed me that this morning in my head. And I said, I think I got it out in the barn. So I went and grabbed it just as a visual so you could see. But that's how he weaves it together. Man, he is so good at doing those things to, to protect and and to keep us moving so the problem is with this is that i really the way i felt about the vines in my yard i mean i did everything i could i tried spraying stuff on them i tore them up i chopped them up the way i did it is how i feel the enemy feels about the vine like he tries everything he can to destroy the vine and he can't because he's already lost that battle and no matter what he tears apart it keeps growing back okay and, and if he can't get to you it gets stronger and stronger and stronger to where it won't break so I could imagine his frustration. That's what I was seeing when I was reading this is the frustration of the enemy going, man, Jesus is all over the place. And he's flowing through us and flowing around us, and I can't stop him. And every time I try to cut him off, right, the vine grows around, a branch grows around the other side. And every time I don't touch somebody for a while, he grows, they grow deeper in him. And now they're stronger, and now I can't bust that vine, so now i got to go to the next one. So that was all what God was laying on my heart as I was reading John 15. And I'm going to go through John 15, 1 through 8. Because here's what I know as, as we think about the vine, as we think about what, what Jesus can do in us and around us, it's so powerful. And uh, it doesn't stop at the vine because there's branches. And, and when I look at this, I see him as the vine and we're the branches. Without us, how's he spread his love? How's he spread that without us? Okay, so we're going to get into that. But John 15, 1 through 8, I'm going to read the Bible. <laughs> so, and then we'll break it down. It's going to be simple stuff today. Um, John 15 says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends the vine is my father. 
He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit, so your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to me. I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. But if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire and it will be done. And when your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples, disciples who glorify my Father. I was reading that, and he just opened my eyes to some things, because I used to read that. I've read that in multiple translations, and this is the first time when I read it in the Passion that I heard something a little bit different. And maybe you picked up on it, because I don't know what it says in your Bible. But in my Bible, it changed it up a little bit. See, I always read it. I always read the Bible with a lens of, he is this almighty, powerful judge, And if we do something wrong, if we don't bear fruit, that he cuts us off. That's how I read it. And maybe some of your Bibles say that. It says that he'll cut off. If you don't bear fruit, right? But I had to read this with a different lens. I read it with a lens of a father. And I thought, what father with his kids that don't bear fruit cuts them off? just doesn't have that's not a loving father it's not a loving father so when i read this and i'm going to start breaking it down i realized that 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 oh man that we have a father that loves us and everything i've read up to this point didn't make much sense to me because it didn't line up with the fact that 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 he's a father and he's not some distant god we can't touch so i want to break it down verse by verse because this is all about relationship and religion and rules so I don't, know, I don't know what lens you use when you look at him, but this is what this is all about. Because some of us were raised in religion and rules, and some of us were raised in relationship. And there's a big difference. So in verse 1 it says, I am a true sprouting vine, and the farmer who tends to the vine is my father. So Jesus is the vine, right? And he wants to spread all over the earth. He's the vine. Okay, and, and so our job is him being the vine. This is, like I said, a two-way process. He needs us to be connected to him. He needs us to be a branch off the vine so that the testimony of him in us and through us will reach other people. Okay, so, so we're connected to him as a branch in our testimony of who he is and the way we operate, the way we act, the, uh, uh, who we resemble in our walk, the Christ-likeness that we have is what people get to look at and go, you do serve a greater God. Because if you say you're a Christian and you're walking in the same way you used to walk, they go, what's the difference? Other than that, he's just a vine. We need branches to spread it out and to go. It wasn't the vine that attacked all my stuff. It was the branches of the vine. Okay, and that's what we are. So you really can't do it without us. 
the fruit we bear in our lives, the fruit that comes out of us, the love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control, that fruit that comes out of us is what bears witness to who he is. Because there's a lot of people that knew me before this. And this bears witness to who he is. Okay, because they wouldn't let me in the church before. I, they saw me coming. I thought they had that, I thought that GPS tracker on my ankle took, you know, I thought they could pick that up in the church. Just kidding. <laughs> if you're new here, I'm kidding, but not really. Get to know me a little bit better. But it says, the, the, the scripture that, uh, I love this because it says the farmer tends to the vine. And the farmer's the, the, the father. And when I think of a vine and I think of a vineyard, um, if you look at grapes and all that stuff, the, the, it's a, called a vine dresser is what they're called. So you have the vine dresser and their job at a vineyard in a, where they grow a lot of grapes. So I want to talk about grapes. Now I want to talk about fruit. Um, what what the, the vine dresser does is they actually go around and make sure that you can produce a lot of grapes, the fruit. They, they, they're looking to, 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 to make sure we can produce fruit. So they go around, they protect it, they, they, they take care of it. That's their whole job is to make sure that there's abundance of fruit so they know what it's like to look at a vine that's not producing anything, okay? And this is important. So the, the, the vine dresser tends to it. And in verse 2, it says, He cares for the branches connected to me by lifting and propping up the fruitless branches and pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. This is where it gets confusing. Because this version says that if I'm not producing fruit, he lifts me up. Where other versions, who's got a version that says that if you don't produce fruit, he cuts you off. It's out there. It's in most of the translations. So I had to read it in the Greek because I was like, okay, I get it. This is, a, this is the Passion Translation. Maybe they've created one. So I read it. And in the Greek, the word there is... It's airo. It's a primary verb, to lift, to take up or away, to raise. It also means to put away, remove, or take up. So what you see is in a religious world where rules are everything, they made it, he just cuts you off. If you don't produce fruit, he cuts you off. And what's to say about branches that are cut off? They burn in the fire. What father, if you weren't producing fruit, would cut you off and say you're no good? Not any father I know. Just look at the story of the prodigal son. Right? This guy, this guy goes out. He wants to leave, and his dad doesn't cut him off. He actually blesses him with his inheritance and says, let me bless you so you have the capability of taking care of yourself because I care about you. And then eventually you're going to come back to me. So I'm going to lift you up long enough until you can't do it on your own, until you're so messed up in your own muck and junk that you have no place to go but to come back to me. And guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to clean you off, wrap you up, give you your ring, give you your robe, and lift you right back up into the spot you were. And this is where we get this confused. Like I've read that my whole life, saying if I don't produce fruit, I'm done. That's not what he's saying. He goes, if you don't produce fruit, I want to pick you up. This is what the vine dresser does. When there's, a, when there's a branch that's laying on the ground, it's not producing fruit. You know why not? Because it's got dirt on it. 
You know why not? Because it can't get to the sun because of the dirt. So what the vine dresser does is he comes alongside of it. He picks it up and cleans it off. And he gets all the dirt off from it. And then he ties it up to what they call a cross beam. Just saying. They put it on a cross beam so that what can happen? So the sun can get to it. That's what a vine dresser does. Okay, so, so when you're struggling and you're not producing fruit, what he does is bend down, pick you up, clean you off, tie you up to the cross beam to get you connected back to the sun, right, so we can get you cleaned off. He doesn't cut you off. He loves on you, wraps his arms around you, and says, we're going to produce fruit one day, if you trust me. If you trust me. Man, that blew my mind. I was like, wow, Lord. I was like, that's totally different than, than how I've read it before. And so you know, every person was made to produce fruit. You were built in heaven to come down with gifts and talents to produce fruit so we can see the kingdom of heaven happen on earth. That's why you were built. And that's why he sent you here. So that you could do that. What you saw this morning was a whole bunch of fruit allowing the kingdom of heaven come down to earth and spend time with us for just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know why? Because they were willing to step out of the comfort zone of what are people going to think if I just worship, if I just dance. It's powerful. Man. So it doesn't matter how far you've been down in the muck. I'm so thankful that I serve a God that looked at me and said, well, you're not fruitful. I'm going to cut you off. I'm glad he picked me up, cleaned me off, put me back where I belong. And then water me and took care of me and, and let the sun shine on me. Hmm. Here's the bad part if you keep reading that, though. It says he goes on and it says pruning every fruitful branch to yield a greater harvest. This is rough because pruning is cutting. <laughs> so why would he use two different words? I'm just letting you figure that one out. Pruning is cutting. And who's he prune? The fruitful ones. So when God, we'll put it this way, when there's fruit produced out of you, right, and, and you're producing fruit in your life, and you think everything is wonderful, and you're just like, this is awesome. Like, there's nothing going on. Like, I'm full of this, man. I'm full of love, joy, peace. This is great. Everything's happening right. God comes along and he prunes you. And he cuts your fruit off. That doesn't make any sense. But he does it because he, he, he wants to trust you with a greater harvest. See, he needs the vine to grow on you longer, right? So, so he needs the vine to wrap around you longer so that it gets thicker and thicker so you can't break it. And he says, I need a greater harvest. Therefore, if I, if I trim the fruit, and you're like, well, hang on, because that's good fruit. Like, and some things are good fruit. And you're like, why would you take that away? Like, why would you take away something that was producing something? He goes, because if you're so satisfied with what you're getting in that fruit, you'll never look for something better. You'll never allow me to do something bigger in your life if you don't let me take away what you think is satisfying and perfect for you. It's because we, guess what? We, we think we know where we're supposed to be. We think we know we have an answer to everything 
that, that, of why we're here on earth. And God says, trust me, I'm going to show you some stuff if you let me prune some stuff. And some of those things, they're bad. Like, there's some bad fruit that you probably just don't need to be around anymore. And some things aren't that bad. There's relationships in my life that were good relationships producing fruit. But guess what? For the season that we're going into, he said, you don't need that relationship. And I was like, well, what does that mean? And he was like, we just kind of prune it. Still good fruit. But you don't need it right now. I've got a new season for you. I've got a new walk for you. I've got a new plan for you. I've got a new purpose for you. And you can't take them with you because they're going to just back you up. They're just going to back you up. I need you to produce more and more and more. So guess what? As he prunes you, he makes you stronger so you can handle more. That's how you get to that bottom piece where it says that now you're what? Fully matured disciples. It doesn't happen that way unless you allow yourself to get pruned. And pruning sucks. <laughs> it does. It hurts. It hurts when you're, when you're doing something you absolutely love, and all of a sudden he's like, I'm going to take that away from you. And you're like, why? And he's like, because you're satisfied. I need you hungry. I need you hungry enough to eat what I put in front of you. And when, and when you start eating that, it's going to be bigger and better than you've ever seen, felt, heard. So that's the worst part is he actually prunes the ones that, that are producing fruit. And he lifts up the ones that aren't. We just got to read it the right way. It's fun looking at Jim Paul when I'm looking straight ahead. That seems to be my go-to. Hi, Jim. <laughs> now he's front and center. That's why I used to have to look over there. The people online are going to love you sitting there. I'm just letting you know. Because they're going to think I'm looking at them, but I'm not looking at them. <laughs> Man, so good. You know, this is why we talked about foundation so much. This is why we talked about a foundation uh, and when we had to rebuild our foundation, this is why I talked about identity for so long. This is why we talked about all the foundation that you have to be walking in so you can bear fruit. Okay, and, and the ones that are getting that, the ones that are receiving that, the ones that are growing in that, he's going to start producing fruit. And then he's just going to simply go, okay, you've got that. That's great. And now, now that I've watched you and now you're getting stronger and the vines are getting stronger and the branch is stronger, now you can hold more fruit. So let me prune some and give you more responsibility and I can trust you with more. And more and more and then more fruit's going to produce and more fruit's going to produce. Oh. So anyway, <laughs> I really don't know where I was going with that, but we're just going to go with it. But yes, yeah, so I just want you to think about this. Pull that in and start thinking about just relationships in your life. How many relationships in your life? They're not bad, but they're not good. They were good for a season. But where you're going, you can't take them with you. You need to prune them. doesn't mean that you, you know, get mad at them and yell at them and scream. It just means I'm not always going to be walking with you in everything we do anymore. Because God put some other people in my life that are willing to take me to the next level of where I need to be. So I need to walk with them. Okay, I need to walk with them. And this is hard to receive sometimes. It's hard to receive because people don't, people don't want to accept the fact that they got to get out of their comfort zone and be pruned. So what happens is when, when we start talking about this, when we start saying that it's not going to be the way you want it, church isn't going to look like the way it used to look, people leave. Because they're like, I'm comfortable where that is. I'm, I like the fruit of my life. I'm comfortable with coming 
you know, once a week, and now you're challenging me to show up more because you want me to do more because God wants me to do more so we can build the kingdom, but I'm just not willing to do that. <laughs> and they just take a little bit of time, and they just, they, and pretty soon they just walk away. And it doesn't mean that we don't love them. It doesn't mean that we don't care about them. It just means that we're going somewhere, and I love them, and we reach out to them, and you should because they're family, right? But it doesn't mean everybody's going to come with us. There's going to be some people that the fruit that they like and the fruit that they're, they're producing, they're comfortable with it. And that's not bad. It's not bad. If they're producing fruit, that's good. Fruit is good, so, so that's good. It just means they're not willing to produce as much as God wants us to produce. Okay? So that's why sometimes you just don't see people come back to church. It could be people that walk in the first day and people that have been here for, you know, 25 years. So anyway, let's go back to the word. <laughs> The words I have spoken over you have already cleansed you. There's the cleansing. So you must remain in life union with me, for I remain in life union with you. For as a branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit. So your life will be fruitless unless you live your life intimately joined to me. So look what this says. Because this is talking about if you're not connected to him. But it says you must remain in life union with me. Because he, he already says this, for I am. He says, for I remain in life union with you. He says, I'm already with you. You're not going to get rid of me. I'm right with you all the time. But you must stay with me. The problem isn't him being with us, it's us being with him. He says, I'm not leaving you. I'm connected to you. I'm the vine, you're the branch, I'm not going nowhere. But he has to remind us that I need you to stay with me. Because it says, for the branch severed from the vine will not bear fruit. You know, the only thing that severs the branch from the vine is you. Once you're a branch on his vine, he's not cutting you off. That's hard for people to understand. He is not going to cut you off. The only person that can cut you off is you. You can choose to say, I'm no longer going to follow you. That's a choice. Other than that, like he said, I remain in life union with you. But he's begging us to remain in life union with him. He's never going to leave you, never going to forsake you. How many times do we hear those things, but we don't believe those things? Man, it's so powerful. So you sever it when you don't live in an intimate relationship with him. So how do you do that? How do you live in an intimate relationship with him? I've talked about this a million times. I'll give you one verse that covers quite a few of those things. 1 Thessalonians 5, <laughs> three verses, 16 through 18. <laughs> Just in case you're counting, I don't want someone to say that. that was three. They're short, though. 16 says, rejoice always. Pray continually. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. If I had to add to that, it's, it's as you're praising him, you're reading his word, you're spending time with him. But that kind of covered a lot of it. So we need to passionately rejoice and praise him and worship him. What you saw this morning was passionately worshiping him, praising him, rejoicing in him, joyful of who he is and what he's done in our life. That's how you remain intimate with him. That's how you remain connected with him. That's part of the solution. It says you need to pray continually. It doesn't mean like you don't stop praying all day. It means you pray 
throughout the day continually. You, you seek him first with anything you need to pray about. You seek him first when trouble hits. It's praying continually, which means I don't sit around and worry about something. I just pray about it. And his will will be done. But we get so caught up in that. So praying gives you that one-on-one communication with him. But it's not always speaking. We mess that up. That's what I love about my private time. If you don't take private time to just sit back and sit in your chair, I've got like nine of them. Come on over. Um, Sit in your chair and just lean back and say, God, speak to me and just be quiet. Because, man, we're we're praying so much and saying so much, he's trying to slap us to get a word in. He's like, be quiet. You've asked me for something. I'm trying to talk to you. But we're trying to speak over him like, I need to get it all out. And he's like, I've already got an answer for you. That's the intimacy we're looking for, is speaking with him, listening to his voice. Then you've got to cultivate an attitude of thankfulness. Man, you've got to be thankful. That's what it says in 18, and everything give thanks. And everything give thanks. You know, as we pray every morning with my wife, I'm thanking God for the air in my lungs. I'm thanking God that we roll out of bed. It starts there. And then I thank him for everything. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my wife. She's beautiful. I love her. I thank you for my wife. And I usually don't get off that. <laughs> thank you for my baby. You know, we, got, we got to go to a, a marriage conference last night, and we got to actually speak at a marriage conference, which was kind of cool. So I got to put my wife up in front of everybody, and she got to stand up there with me, and I got to tell her how beautiful she was in front of everybody. That was fun. I could have just done that the whole time. But she was fine. but it was fun last night oh man so give thanks for everything in life I'm sure you can find other things than your spouse but um, you'll figure out what you have to be thankful for Uh, I'm so thankful that just where he'll take you when you surrender to him man man so good be thankful that he paid the price the price that you should pay he paid that. The ultimate price. So if you're not thankful for anything, be thankful for that. Verse 5, back, back to the original verse, original scripture. It says, I am the sprouting vine and you are my branches. As you live in union with me, as your source, fruitfulness will stream from within you. But when you live separated from me, you're powerless. Whew. You want to walk with the power? You know, you've been given the power. We, we can walk with the same power, the same ability as Jesus. We've been given the same stuff, but we don't tap into that. We don't walk with that. Right? He says, you can have that power if you walk intimately with me. But if you don't, you're powerless. I don't know about you, but I want to see kingdom come. Which means I want to be able to walk around and when we see people that are sick, that need healing, we can just speak it. I want it to be so we can walk by people that are just laying there broken and hurt, and they're healed. That's what I want to see. I want our kids to walk through their schools, and all of a sudden, everything is gone that was causing threat. The drugs are gone. The the weapons are gone. Man, that can happen when we believe. That can happen when we're intimate with him. But without him, we're powerless. Powerless.
That's it. We want signs, miracles, and wonders. That's how you get it. Be intimate with him. Seek him with all your heart. Verse 6 says, If a person is separated from me, he is discarded. Such branches are gathered up and thrown into the fire to be burned. Yep. So when you separate yourself from him, that's probably is all you're good for is firewood. Which is pretty much what that is right now. It's kind of cool looking. I thought I'd keep it because it was cool looking. But it's really not. When I first saw it, it was cool looking. <laughs> now it's just an example of, of what the vine can do. Verse 7 says, but if you live in life union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, then you can ask whatever you desire, and it will be done. Whew, how powerful is that? That's exciting. I don't know, that's exciting to me, that if I come and live a life in union with him, man, passionately in love with him, and we are just intimate together, that that, that power is available. Mm. And then verse 8. When your lives bear abundant fruit, you demonstrate that you are my mature disciples who glorify my Father. So that's what we're looking for, abundant fruit. Looking for the abundant fruit. So how's your fruit? You need to do a self-evaluation there. Say, how's the fruit in my life? And if you don't know how the fruit is in your life, then ask some people that are close to you that will tell you the truth. Because if you ask people that are just friends, they're going to lie to you because they don't want to hurt your feelings. But if you ask the one that's close to you, say, how's my fruit? They might tell you, not so good today. Okay? But here's the thing. You know, he wants, he wants to lift us up. He wants to clean us off. You know, he wants the sun to, to reach us so we can bear fruit. But he also wants to prune us. So we have to be willing to take a step, maybe to the side, maybe out of where we thought we should be, and allow him to prune us so that we can what? Bear more fruit. So the fruit can be abundant in everything that we do. Amen? Come on, did you guys get something out of this today? Come on. I know, some of you guys are looking at your watch going, something's wrong. It's rally day. <laughs> I made sure that I tried to walk into this with some, with some thoughts on probably getting out of here a little bit quicker. But, uh, but I believe he said everything he wanted to say. But I do want to pray for you, um, because I think this is important. This is important. So I don't know who's walking through this. I don't know what your feelings are towards this, but I know this, that if you are that vine that's hanging, and you haven't produced fruit in a long time, he has not given up on you. He loves you like a father. And he's just picking you up. And he's washing you off. And he's going to tie you up to the cross, to that cross beam, and fruit will eventually produce. So if that's you, don't lose hope. It's a process. That's a process. You understand that? That's not a, that's not a like one night thing. It's a process. But if you stick with that process, man, all of a sudden you'll have fruit. And then you're going to feel the pain of that fruit getting cut away from you. <laughs> but it's only going to get cut away when he does what? He thinks you can handle more. Okay, so the pain's for a short period because it's going to heal up. And guess what? You're going to be stronger than you ever were. Man, and he's going to just give you abundant fruit after that. So if that's you this morning, every head bowed, every eye closed, I just want to pray for you.
If that's you, just lift your hand up so I can see if I'm praying for anybody in here. It could be the, the, the dirty fruit. It could be that you've been pruned and you didn't know that, that there was a second opportunity for you coming. Because, man, I feel the Lord telling you right now that it's coming. And if you would just trust in this and stick with this and, and trust in him, that guess what? That fruit, that abundant fruit is coming. So the pain from the pruning is going to go away. Okay, and you're going to rejoice once again in the fruit that he wants to produce in your life. So, so, Father, right now I ask you to touch everybody in this room. You know the hearts. You know the minds, Lord. You know what they're going through. You know what they're dealing with, Father. So, Father, right now strengthen them. Give them courage. And, Father, right now we ask that, that, that you grab those vines that are low down towards the ground, Father God. We ask that you clean them off right now. Let them walk out of here with a fresh fresh new anointing on their life, a fresh new purpose in their life. Father God, clean them off, wrap them up, Father God, and we just pray, Father, that the fruit start to produce in everything that they do. Give them the strength, the courage, the willingness, Father, to seek you with all of their heart. Father God, to submit to you in everything that they do. To create an intimate relationship with you, Father. Father, those that are pruned, Father, just heal the wound. And start bringing more fruit, Lord. Heal the wound and bring more fruit. Father, we surrender everything to you. We love you. We give you all the praise, all the honor, all the glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said amen. 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 Come on. Oh, man. I want to invite a uh, prayer team up. Uh, don't Look, if you need, this is important. Before you go to rally day, so don't forget rally day. That's next door. Go over there. It's important. Go say hi to some people, fellowship. But here's the thing. If you're struggling with anything like that, if you're dealing with anything that I just talked about, don't walk out of here and continue to deal with it. Like, we have people that want to pray for you. We have people that want to walk this out with you. We want to guide you and lead you in the right direction. Okay, so don't, don't walk away from that. Don't walk away from what God wants to do right now in your life. Okay? Don't walk away from it. So take the time to come up and get prayer. They're going to hang around as long as they want to hang around because they're trying to fill up their list too. <laughs> They'll wait for you, I promise. They'll wait for you. But let's take care of this first. So, so Father, bless us today. Bless us tomorrow. Bless us throughout the week, Lord. Use us in a mighty way. Father, put people in front of us, Lord, that, that, that are divine just connections, Father God, that need to hear about you. And, Father, we just love you and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you guys. I'll see you next week, and I'll see you over there at Rally Day. You jam? We're done, but you can jam. You're good.